Last week, we had a moment of silence for Travis Kelsey. This week, we'll do the same for our boy, Aaron Rodgers. It's devastating. I'm not going to lie. It's devastating. I I have zero stake in the Jets. Uh, I'm not a fan of that team. I am a fan of quality football play and high-level divisional. Just football in general. I want to see the best of the best and... I want to see people's fantasy stock go up. And unfortunately, Garrett Wilson's stock, uh, I think it took a turn for the worst. But of course, I am Natter, alongside the number one Australian analyst. Sheehan, how are you doing over there? I am very, very, very good. I am much better than Aaron Rodgers' yeah. Achilles. Yeah. The good news for him is that he can wake up and it's all a dream manifested inside his darkness retreat. I... Despite being a Patriots fan and, you know, the inherent hate of the Jets, I also felt quite bad for them. Um, I was excited to see Rodgers play. I was excited to see how that uh, division played out. But, I mean, it's also kind of funny, right? It's like, a little They've funny. had this whole off-season of hype. A lot of hype. They brought in Aaron Rodgers. Everyone was up and about. They were on hard knocks. All of the Jets fans were drinking the Kool-Aid. They think this is it. Three snaps in. The fact it was like three snaps into the game. Like if he'd played out the game and done his knee or he'd had lingering issues throughout the season, that's not as funny. But yeah. Have you seen the video of his Achilles actually snapping? No, I, I can't watch stuff like that. Like human human body. Horrible. Yeah, human body stuff, dislocated and disfigurement, I can't watch. But um, I'm a huge natch, uh, nature documentary person and i love watching african cats uh documentaries and yeah i could see i could see a lion tear up a gazelle all day long i could see a hyena rip the balls off of a, a bull all day long but it, when it happens to a human I, I i can't watch it yeah fair enough stick to your uh, stick to your uh, david attenborough yes shows yes yes it's very entertaining very interesting but god you know the problem is is the jets just can't have anything nice usually the meme is you know you can't have shit in detroit but for football wise can't have anything nice for the Jets. It's sad. Uh, In a funny I'm way. prepared to say it was the worst 24 hours in New York in sort of early, mid-September that's ever happened. Between the Giants losing 40-0 and Rodgers uh, pinging his Achilles. It's a tough day. Tough day for the Big Apple. Did you see the footage of that bar in Wisconsin that were offering free drinks if the Jets lost? No. How did that work? Oh, so the jet, okay. okay were, tell me. There was a news report uh-huh. there. So it was free drinks if the Jets lost, provided Aaron Rodgers started. So Rodgers goes down injured and people are just like hoeing through drinks, having a big night out, like come down to the bar, let's get stuck in. And then of course the Jets won with the walk-off punt return in overtime. Yes. And the bill came due for all these people who probably drank more than they were going to. That bar made a killing that night. Of course, they were... I think so. I'm sure they were getting ready for bankruptcy. But uh, <laughs> they made a killing. Hey, 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 good for that bar to make a bet that I don't think any sane person would have done. 
absolutely not no uh but yeah you know what you know sometimes you gotta you gotta spend money to make money in this case or take a fat risk that's exactly right and uh yeah well good for that bar i don't think they'll be doing it for the rest of the season but good good publicity for them yeah now unfortunately or fortunately if you're me zach wilson is now the quarterback one for the new york jets i assume they are going to look at veteran options uh how funny would it be if sam Darnold goes back to the jets That would be quite funny. That would be the real full circle funny of all of this. Who do you think... I mean, they are, I think they are going to bring in a veteran. They say Zach Wilson's the starter for now. But if they get to... Somehow get to 2-2 two and two, or... You know, a, a reasonable competing result through the first month of the season. Like, they're going to have to bring in Matt Ryan... If Matt Ryan's willing to come, he, he did not look good on the Colts, and he didn't look good in the waning parts of his career in Atlanta either. I, I really don't think he's that much of an upgrade. If, if it, it really isn't. At this point, I feel like, okay, you know what? Zach Wilson is going to get his season worth of reps. It's either he knows what he's doing or he doesn't. Sometimes I feel like he knows what he's doing. A lot of times I feel like I really don't know what he's doing. I mean, the, the other way to look at it, I guess, is... I mean, it's so difficult because this defense is so good, they're going to keep them in games. So on one hand, you're saying, well, you can punt the season and get an early draft pick that you're now not going to have to send to the Packers. So that helps you reload. Maybe you get the future quarterback and you move on from Zach Wilson after Rodgers and you get a quarterback who can sit and learn behind Rodgers. Um, But, you know, on the other hand, are you out looking? You're kicking the tires on. Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco, Colt McCoy, um, any of these guys. Carson Wentz is still out there. He probably... I mean, he's definitely an upgrade on Wilson. And for fantasy, he's an upgrade. I will say right now, I think I'd rather have Colin Kaepernick than all those, uh, all those quarterbacks. That's how much I... Not I like Colin Kaepernick, how much I dislike every quarterback else that's been mentioned. These guys are all fizzled out already. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Kaepernick would at least be the most interesting option. All these people saying Brady should come out of retirement entirely wrong. You can't come and play if you are the owner of a different club in the NFL. Brady's a minor owner of the Raiders now, so he's ineligible to play. That is true. That is true. And so he would have to sell his stake and then go? Yes. God. You know. But I don't know if he can do that in the same season. Hmm. I haven't looked into the minutiae of the rules around nfl ownership i don't think it's ever going to be an option for me no it it really isn't at this point i do think zach wilson is the best option and i'm not sure if that's a good thing or not until then god you know the problem is is you already you already drafted garrett wilson in the second round you have to start him regardless right yeah breeze hall i think well we saw garrett wilson is you saw the catch that he he made. It was like phenomenal catch. Phenomenal catch. They just got to get him the ball. Yep, Garrett Wilson's fine. You can draw a line through every other receiver on that team, though. Yeah, you can also talk about Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook. I mean, Brees Hall, you're going to start regardless. Dalvin Cook, I think you're also going to start regardless. I don't know, Dalvin Cook. You yep. draft him in like the seventh, sixth round. He is finagleable. I mean, right now he's probably in your flex spot. 
I do think you he, you can interchange him if you feel like you have a better option. Like right now, I think if I had Tyler Algier or Dalvin Cook, I'd rather put in Dalvin uh, or Algier, Tyler. Um, yep. Michael Thomas, I think I'd rather put Michael Thomas in my flex over Dalvin Cook. Is that a hot take? No, I think that's... I don't know if it's a hot take. I think it's probably a like a horses for courses take. Yeah. Um, so, you know, p- potentially... I think it depends on that matchup Drake, because yeah. Michael Thomas looked really good. Drake London, after his donut. We'll come to Drake London. We'll talk about Drake London. All right. We'll talk, we'll talk about Drake London very shortly. Cook ended up with um, more opportunity. He had six, uh, thirteen attempts and three targets to ten attempts and two targets. He was obviously less efficient with it because he only went for 33 yards instead of 127 to be fair Brees Hall had over 100 on two carries yeah if it wasn't for that long rush I think Brees Hall's stat line would be significantly different but then again of course uh he did have the long rush so it's not like we can sit there and take that away from him and and it's expected out of Brees Hall at this point I felt like he's had a big run in almost every single game he's played so to sit there and say, oh, yep. he didn't run a 45-yard? Oh, wow, that's an anomaly. No, it's an anomaly. At this point, it's an anomaly if he doesn't do it. I think the um, the only thing about it is that he's clearly still coming back because he doesn't get chased down last season. Oh, yeah, he did get chased down. I mean, of course, he was zigzagging through the defense. He, you know, Running 80 yards down the field, you're about to get gassed by somebody trying to go linear. I'll give, yeah. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I just thought it was worth pointing out. But yeah, I, I mean, the Jets are what they are. They're like, and Zach Wilson, unless he really balls out, you're not starting him. No, no. Zach Wilson, he is on my dynasty team, but he's not on my dynasty team because I think he's phenomenal. He's on my dynasty team because I think it's funny. Um, I will never drop him. I also have Daniel Jones on my dynasty team. We'll never drop him. I think you could probably start most defenses against the Jets as a result as well. That offensive line looked horrible. It didn't look good at all. Zach Wilson did not look comfortable in the pocket, not because of talent, but because he just didn't have the time. And I feel like Aaron Rodgers would have dealt with the same issue of just not He's having lit up three times. Yeah, he, yeah. Rodgers. It was. They don't have a good offensive line. I know it was a struggle, and I know it was a line of concern. I felt like Aaron Rodgers' talent will just overcome that offensive line, yeah. but clearly. Uh, it, it's it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a massive problem. And uh, maybe, you know what, maybe, unfortunately, hopefully this isn't a career ender for Aaron Rodgers, but this is a wake-up call for the Jets to sit there and say, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is behind the, the pocket, but uh, if we can't yep. create a pocket for him, it doesn't matter who it is. And whoever it is is just going to get hurt again. They need to spend yep. whatever draft picks they have on some offensive linemen, which, hey, to their to their uh, credit, or maybe fortune, uh, this draft class coming up is supposed to be very deep on offensive linemen. Yes. Yeah, I mean, every team in the league seemingly needs to rebuild their offensive line, but the Jets look uh, Jets look diabolical. I'll throw another name at you. Last name we'll talk about. Snoop Huntley. Maybe he's the guy. He was a pro bowler last year. Oh, yeah. That pro bowl Huntley guy. Third backup string quarterback for the, the Ravens that... Uh, yeah, sure. I think they were trying to get rid of him. I would too. Yeah, I think um, he would... I mean, he's going to suit that line that can't block. Just run for your life. Yeah. All right. 
So, of course, in this episode, we'll have a lot to talk about as the episode dwells on. And, of course, next week when, one, we get better updates on how teams look, two, some more analytics to go off of. I know there's a lot of uh, numbers, big games, absolute donuts, looking at you, Drake London. But, of course, right now, I'm considering most of those anomalies until it happens again week two. Either they drop back to the medium or they continue the streak they are currently on. But of course, on this episode, we are going to be talking about some over. Sorry, man, I can't even. I can't. I can't believe I forgot that. Oh, justifiable overreactions. Justifiable overreactions. The name all of yeah. a sudden went over my head for a moment. Justifiable overreactions, and then of course we're going to do our legendary not top ten. So she, floor is yours. We've also got uh, before I do. We've got two minute drill coming back as well. Oh, true. Everyone's true. favorite. True. I like the two minute drill. Um, what was it? Oh, justifiable overreaction. Real fast oh, before we go into that. Our prognostications. What was it? Do you happen to remember? Uh, yes. Mine was that Russell Wilson would throw four touchdowns, which did not happen. He was too short of it. Yours was there would be. Yours would be. Yours was there would be more touchdowns than punts, which was not the case. No, it definitely was not the case. No, no. Actually, I wish there was a statistic for that. I'm sure we can find it. I was. Uh, I was tracking it though. You were tracking it. I was tracking it. Okay. Okay. I'm proud of you. All right. We'll go for it. Um, first one, the Bills will miss the playoffs. Yikes. The way they played, I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm still going to go over reaction. I'm still going to go there. I think that's probably fair with the Jets. I mean, with no Rodgers, they should then have won. I think there's still a live chance. Yeah, yeah. They should have won yesterday. Josh Allen threw that game specifically in the hands of that safety whitehead. Three times. <laughs> As a matter yeah. of fact. It, good, day, good day out for him. You know, one of them, it was a third and long, and it was a long punt. Okay, I get it. That's fine. I can hand it to him. But yep. he did not play well. He did not. Drake London and Kyle Pitts are droppable. Over, see, I would say Pitts is droppable if there were better options yep. on the market. There's no options. You know what? So, I'm sorry. I'm segueing into a rant. I think every single league every single leak and it should be a standard now on yahoo espn sleeper any type of fantasy football network they got to eliminate the tight end position that's it just get rid of it <laughs> put in a second flex it's not necessary people say oh no you need to have a tight end you have to have one in almost every lineup no you don't kickers and defenses are more important than the tight ends it just eliminate the position overall. Yes, you're going to have a stud here and there. You're going to have Kelsey and you're going to have Andrews. You don't even have Kittle anymore. Kittle's not a stud anymore. That's it. He's not a fantasy football must-start type of player anymore. And Kelsey and Andrews, you'd put them in your second flex. Like, they're good enough to put in your second flex. There isn't too many players that you would put over, though, that you didn't draft in the first or second, maybe even the third round, depending on how far they fall. But realistically, there's just no point of having a tight end anymore. I think it's really stupid. I think going forward... Any league that I'm in that has a tight end is a no-go for me. I think it's really stupid now. I think that's an unjustifiable overreaction. I think it's an important position. No. In football. No. And I think variance makes the game interesting. No, it doesn't. Like, it, it really, no, like you don't need it. A kicker and a defense. I would rather have a kicker in my fantasy lineup than a de- and or a defense in my fantasy lineup than a tight end. And I specifically despise defenses. I'm okay with kickers. I'm yeah, less kickers. excited about defenses. Yeah. I, 
but yeah i think variation and variables make fantasy football fun and i think tight ends do that i think um i think kickers do that because that variance makes it more interesting that if you are just drafting a team based on the first eight rounds it's not that interesting like the you make your money knowing about the the players who are later in the draft working the waiver wire all of those things getting your start sets I think it's an element of the game, and if we want to simplify the game for people, just stick to best ball. No, no. Then you don't have to worry about I it. I see your point. I'm going to strongly disagree. Why? Because right now, Pat Firmworth had, I think, one catch, three yards and a touchdown, and he's tight end, I think, seven right now. It's, no, like, it's, it's, it, the tight end position is terrible. It's in a terrible state, and you could do so much amount of research, but it does not matter because, especially in, the, in my personal opinion, the tight end position, because, and, uh, and I'm outlining the tight end position, especially on the research and all that, because it's not the talent. It's who stumbles upon and happens to get that touchdown. Like for all accounts and purposes, Pitts or Darren Waller are the two most athletic and should be the bona fide studs in the tight end position other than Kelsey and Andrews at this point. But guess what? They're in the two bottom tier right now of tight ends. And in general, like it's not necessary. It's who happens to get the touchdown catch for tight ends right now. And if that's what you're, I just don't see that as a fun entertaining. I think putting a second flex and having a player that you actually care about in that, I think that creates a more fun fantasy experience. I do agree that it is, down to who catches the touchdown but uh, i don't know how how i guess this is the argument for super flex is it makes the quarterback more valuable and quarterbacks should be valuable because it's the most important position in the sport it's probably the most important position in any sport so you know that that's why you do that i don't know what you do to make tight ends more valuable but the, you're right i do see your point that it comes down to predicting scores and if you are just trying to predict scores well then playing that original league that's just about predicting scores um i i don't i would dislike to see it leave the game but it is it does make chasing kelsey and andrews and probably tj hawkinson more important hawkinson had Eight catches for 35 yards. Like Eight catches, good day out. I mean, fantasy football-wise, yeah, he had seven and a half fantasy points. Half point PPR, of course. But it's... Yep. Uh, like, long gone are the, in my personal opinion, long gone are the days of receiving tight ends. We're going to put up 100 yards, other than Kelsey at this point. Because right now, if you could receive for 100 yards you go to the wide receiver position because it doubles in pay at this point. So it's long gone. Yeah, fair. Right now, if you want to be a tight end in the NFL, especially in a fantasy football lineup, right now you're either hoping for a touchdown. Obviously, I'm, of course, every fantasy position is hoping for a touchdown, but tight end, you are only looking for a touchdown. And then best case scenario, if you don't score a touchdown, is five catches for 40 yards. That's your best case scenario for tight ends right now. That's not fun. Personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I 
I don't agree with it, but I understand your point of view. Yeah, I mean, I understand the need to have a wide variety and, of course, have a drop list of every eligible receiver on the offensive side of the field on your lineup. Of course, you know, excluding the quarterback, but I guess technically they can't be eligible. But anyway, I get that, yeah. but I think for a fantasy entertainment aspect, I think it should be eliminated for a second flex. Interesting. All right, all right. Yes. Go back to your justifiable. Life. So sorry, sorry. If you, I was gonna say no, no. I think that's right. it's an interesting discussion point. Um, so Kyle Pitts and Drake London are droppable. Unfortunately, both overreactions. Uh, Kyle Pitts. Like, go back to the how the point I was about to make. If there were better options out there, yes, he would be droppable. There just aren't better options out there for him. Uh, Drake London. He is the wide receiver one on an offense that doesn't throw very well. At this point. Uh, yeah, you have to. I mean, I wouldn't start Drake London. Maybe in my flex. Uh, it's an unconfident start. I mean, it's one of those things where you're not going to drop either of them, yeah. but there's no fantasy value. No, either. right now, no. Especially in Dynasty. I've never seen Kyle Pitts. I've never seen a receiver or a pass catcher drop so quickly in value. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And last but not least, Brandon O will be a wide receiver one this season. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 not that's justifiable. Absolutely, he looked good. He looks really good, and Party seems to like him because he's not a gadget player, kind of as Debo is a little bit. He is a pure route runner who mm-hmm. gets a lot of separation. Now, now, okay, this is a since we're talking about Ayuk, I had the thought I have him mm-hmm. currently in Dynasty. You know, I drafted him because I said uh, he would be better than everybody. Uh, I would like to trade him, and I think I should. I think everybody should trade Brandon Ayuk in Dynasty. Yep. And I'll tell you why. It's his contract year. The Niners can't afford him right now. So mm-hmm. unless he goes to a better option, which he can. He can go to like the Chiefs. I think the, him and Mahomes on the Chiefs, phenomenal. Um, maybe him and the Giants in the next future quarterback that they have, if it's not Danny Dimes. It should be pretty good. There's no better option out there. Um, he goes. Any other any other uh, team that you think you'd like to see him on? I mean, for fantasy purposes, you want to see him on the 49ers? Yes, you'd want you'd want him to be on the 49ers, but I don't I, think they could afford him. I guess the Chargers, but they they, they have a lot. Possibly, I mean, if they they're not gonna they're not gonna stump up for him. I mean, the reality is he would probably go to I don't know the Texans or something like that and lose most of his value. I'm kind of with you. I'd, Usually I'm a I'm an advocate for if a player's playing well, just keep him and start him. Yes, I agree. But if you can stand to part with him and make your team better this season, then I don't see why not. I think you could get a player in a first rounder for him. You should be able to get a player in a first round. I would I would take a running back in a first rounder for him. Like give me Give me a running back you'd like. I really struggle to value running backs in Dynasty. Yeah, because it's hard. I just want the. I I'm usually prepared to overpay for a guy at his peak, than try and get a guy on the way up. Um. What about uh, Ramondre Stevenson in a first round? Yeah, I do that. Yeah. Dalvin Dalvin Cook. Uh, you'd probably want more. Yeah, probably want more. Cook, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, Josh Jacobs maybe. 
Yeah. Tony Pollard. I don't yeah, love Tony his Pollard. job security long long term. Uh, I th- Tony Pollard's got he got franchise tagged, so he either has to get a contract or get tagged again, or go to another team. Mm. I think they're more likely to solve his contract issues, but yeah, I wouldn't mind Tony Pollard. Yep. Tony Pollard in the first, yeah, because I mean, uh, so historically. The last time I, you're more than welcome to to jump into the situ- uh, conversation. Of course, this is a conversation, but my thought process here. The last time a wide receiver switched teams, and then his ADP improved, was one Stefan Diggs, going from the Vikings to the Bills, and then the last one before that was DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins, going from the Texans to the Cardinals for one year. And before that, yeah, Randy. It's so rare. It's it's very rare for a wide receiver or running back. Actually, any 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 skill position in general is incredibly rare for a player to switch teams and then his ADP improves. I would say yes. Well, I mean that's true. I would say it's even rarer for a wide receiver too, in terms of you know strategy wide receiver two not fantasy wide receiver two go to a new team and then become a wide receiver one and and ball out and i know it's probably unfair it's probably at 1a 1b with Ayuk and debo so it's not a true number two um but i think we're going to see that with t higgins as well whenever a wide receiver ends up becoming the true whenever a number two or a 1b receiver becomes the number one bona fide number one they always end up busting I mean, um, mm. Juju. Juju is probably the, the closest one I can come up with in my mind. But, I mean, I'm sure there's ample amount of examples that I could think of that I could probably – that are available out there that I just can't think of at the top of my head. And I think Ayuk is going to be one of those type of players where if they go to another team, their value is going to diminish. So right now I feel like Ayuk should be on the trade block. I mean, I would – I would try to, you know, abuse his fantasy value right now as much as I can while Purdy's kind of slinging him the ball, but he's definitely on the I would rather you not be on my team list right now. Yep. Yeah, agreed. All righty. Okay. You know, we've ranted a handful of times. We have. We have indeed, but it's been good. Right, we're back with not the top 10. Do you want to tell the people how this works and then run through the top 10? Alrighty, so of course we have the list of the top players, the top 10 players, of course, ranked by the the peers out there in our fantasy pros market. And uh, we're going to sit there and say, okay, this person, he doesn't belong in the top 10. He's not going to have a top 10 performance by the end of the week. And then we try to plug and play a running back or a receiver that is going to be in the top 10. For example, right now, Kenneth Walker is in the 10th position. I don't think he's going to finish in the top 10. I would take him out and put somebody else in his place. But of course, uh, Sheehan, right now, yes, we're going to start off with the RBs. Is that okay with you, or do you want to hop on the wide receivers first? No, that's no, let's start with running backs. Alrighty, so right now in the top 10 for running backs, that is estimated after the week, not necessarily rankings-wise. We're going to have the top 10 performances. I should make sure that's clear. Christian McCaffrey, yep. Nick Chubb. Uh, this is half-point PPR ha- as Half-point well. PPR as well. Okay. Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, 
B. John Robinson at number five. Tony Pollard at six. Austin Eckler dropping all the way to seventh. Travis Etienne at eight. Josh Jacobs at nine. Travis, I'm sorry, Kenneth Walker at ten. Uh, I think the the one that stands out the most is Eckler at seven. Of course, he's a little bit rattled right now. I believe. Uh, yes. Yeah, potentially dealing with an ankle thing. I hate ankle things. Yeah, me too. All right, so who do you believe is not in the top 10? Before we get to that. Okay, okay. How good was Bijan Robinson's touchdown? It was pretty cool. Not going to lie, it was he pretty cool. He is as good as advertised. It was pretty cool. It, it's, it's really good to see him used in multiple areas. Of course, they said in the reports, oh, he's going to be moved all around the field. And I feel like almost every running back gets said that when they get drafted. We're going to move him yep. all around the field. He's going to be used, you know, in every position. This guy's playing with the receivers. Yeah, this guy, you know, he's he's running routes out there. Wow. And, you know, this, they actually did. So that's kind of cool. And uh, it's also cool to see Tyler Algier also still getting his touches, keeping Bijan rested. Usually when they have a rookie running back and he's doing good, everyone just think, oh, just give him the ball, just give him the ball, just give him the ball. And he touches the ball around like 30 times a game. And then he fizzles out, a.k.a. Saquon Barkley. Uh, mm-hmm. but you know, hey, give him twenty touches a game. Twenty touches a game, he's gonna get eighty yards at least and a touchdown, and he's gonna have a phenomenal stat line, and he's gonna stay healthy throughout the whole year. That's what we want. Yep, that is exactly what we want. I think this uh, this top ten is pretty close to right. It's as solid. Far as I'm concerned. It's pretty solid. I would like to take uh, one. Uh, let's okay. Hypothetically, Austin Eckler is not playing. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. So we usually put an asterisk where the player's injured. Yes. Because it's like, well, if he plays, they use Josh Kelly a lot, which I was surprised about. Because Eckler hurt his um, ankle. So he got I feel into like, goal line. you know, I feel like because Eckler was hurt, he went in the game a little bit more. Yes. Uh, he's pretty tough, though. He is tough. Austin Eckler. I am going to take out Kenneth Walker. Okay. At 10. And for the sake of the exercise, let's take out Austin Eckler. Yes. So we need to find two replacements. Yes. Um, now, obviously, starting. I think if Eckler plays, you start. Him. Yes, absolutely. Um, and you just take the good with the bad there. Into that top ten with no Deontay Johnson, I'm saying Najee Harris jumps up from twenty-one to into that top ten against Cleveland. No Deontay Johnson. You're putting yep. who? Sorry. Najee Harris. Najee Harris. Okay. Okay. His fantasy value is almost entirely tied to his ability to catch the ball. The Steelers looked horrible on Sunday against the Niners, but I think as much of that is a function of how good the Niners looked and as little about how bad the the Steelers and Kenny Pickett looked. Now, uh, Najee Harris had 31 yards on six attempts. They weren't really in position to run the ball there. He had two targets and two catches. Kind of, well, he did shit the bed for me, um, Jalen Warren got eight touches compared to well, compared to Harris's eight as well. Interestingly, in that game, Allen Robinson was the most targeted receiver. Yeah, that was pretty interesting to me. I mean, I'm a lot of it was garbage time points and fantasy value yep. points, so it's hard to say. The problem is, is I'm worried they might be doing that again this week. They're going against Cleveland. And I know Cleveland's offense isn't exactly as well-oiled machine that we thought it might be. But they had a really good defense that absolutely embarrassed the Bengals. I'm afraid it might happen that again. defense is good enough to get Kenny Pickett to check down. Yes. 
Yes. So I do I do like Najee Harris. I'm not personally willing to put him in the top ten. You're you're putting him for Austin Eckler at seven, or are you gonna put him for Kenneth Walker at eight? I'm at this stage I'm gonna put him in the top ten. Okay, you're putting him in the top ten. I'm putting him in the top ten. Alright. The other name I'm going to put in the top ten. I've got two I've got two for you. Okay. That'd make eleven, but keep going. One of them Well, we, we can discuss. Okay, alright. We can discuss. Okay. One of them is Brees Hall. Okay. Offense going to run through him and Dalvin Cook. We know what he can do. They're up against Dallas. Going to be tough. Yep. I think Dallas... Well, here's, here's an early prognostication. Dallas beat both New York teams to zero oh. this year. Yikes. That, that's actually... It's um, doable. Yeah, absolutely. And the other one, and I was really impressed with the amount of usage he got in the game. Uh, in what looked like was going to be a, a split backfield, not in his favor. Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah, that's got a lot of the ball against New England. He got a majority of the ball against New England, and th- I'm not saying I'm surprised. Actually, I am surprised. Not gonna lie, I'm surprised. They paid, they paid Swift money. So, the fact that he, yep, got two touches, two touches. It's kind of sad. And Gainwell had fourteen, uh, fourteen rushing attempts, four targets for a grand total of eighteen. Boston Scott and DeAndre Swift between them combined for five. Granted, it was the Patriots' defense, and the Patriots, they're known to do stuff like this, to absolutely stifle offenses, which they really did. They did a good job doing it. Patriots should have won. Patriots should have won that game. They threw that game. They had every but chance. For Kate, but for Kayshawn Booty, mm-hmm. who twice didn't get his feet yeah, down. Yeah. That was just sloppy. It was sloppy. Sloppy. It was sloppy. And, I mean, it was a sloppy game. There's so many drop catches from the Patriots yeah. uh, in general. Good to see Kendrick Bourne back. He looked good. He did. 11 targets, 2 for 64. Anyway, we're not talking about the Patriots. Yeah. Um, but they absolutely should have won that game. Um, I, I'm going to say Kenneth Gainwell is a potential top 10 against Minnesota, mm-hmm. who didn't look like they could stop a runny nose. Okay, that's up there. All right, all right. Okay, so... I don't mind Kenneth Gainwell being up there. Najee, I don't think so. I just, you know, no. no. He had, I mean, he carried the ball six times. All of a sudden, they, they abandoned the run. They said, uh-uh, we're not running the ball. Yep. Which is interesting. Well, they had to. They were down big early. They were, but at some point, you know, you have to establish. I know, I know, it was... I feel like I feel like they could have done a better job establishing the run, kind of at least getting some momentum going for, if not this game, at least the next one going because I feel like they got nothing going yep. for themselves. Chain up some drives. Yep, yep. Chain up some drives. It, you know, they might eat the clock a little bit, but put some points on the board. You know, it could it could have been thirty to seventeen, and I feel like you know it would have been you know a bad loss to something to look forward to. But all right. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking out, of course. Austin Eckler, and I'll take out Kenneth mm-hmm. Gainwell, uh, Kenneth Walker as well. Yep. I wish I could put Aaron Jones in, but I don't think he's going to play. How funny was him pinging his hammy running into the end zone? Yeah. It's, uh, the problem is is I had a lot of shares of Aaron Jones because I was a big believer of him. So it hurt. Yep, it, me too. it hurt. It hurt a little bit. But, man, was it good. He, He's good. 
He's, he's good at football. I didn't know that. I would like to put Aaron Jones in the top 10. Unfortunately, I don't think he's going to play. He has a, such a good matchup with Atlanta. So that means I'm putting in A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon, come on down. Oh, to the, interesting. Yeah, A.J. Dillon, come on down to the top 10. I'm putting you in there for Austin Eckler's spot. Kenneth Walker. Yep, I don't mind that. Kenneth Walker. Unfortunately, you're going against Detroit, so you have a very good shot of having a phenomenal game. But I'm going to take you down a notch. Speaking of Detroit, yep. David Montgomery yes. versus Seattle. Yeah, I was, I was, I was. You took the words right out of my mouth. David Montgomery is going to ah, have a good. My game. apologies. It's, it's okay. Great minds think alike. I'm putting him in the top ten. He's going to be number ten. He's going to have 20 touches, 75 yards, and two touchdowns. And G- like Gibbs it. is even going to have a touchdown as well. They're, they're all three of them are going to have rushing touchdowns. Yep. Sorry, two of them are going to have rushing touchdowns. Sorry. Yeah, I think. Um, well, the Rams just ran and ran and ran on Seattle last week. Yeah, Seattle doesn't necessarily have a beefy defensive line, which just allow teams to be able to run the ball on them. And uh, Geno Smith didn't look very good. No, he didn't. Which is surprising. I felt concerningly. Yeah, it it was, you know, he he started his Seattle tenure seven and two. I think he's two and seven since, or I think four and seven. Sorry. Yep. Uh, and it, it's starting to show. Maybe you know the little flash in the pan is starting to sizzle out. I hope not. Actually, mostly because no, I hope not. Yeah, mostly they've yeah. got a lot of fantasy viable players. Yes, there. there's a lot of fantasy in that nucleus of offense. So uh, having a faulty quarterback and just kind of bringing everybody down, that's never fun. AKA Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Right. So who we, who have we got in the top 10? Alrighty. So we got Christian McCaffrey on my personal list, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, Saquon, Derek Henry. You know, I'm almost ready to take Derek Henry out of the list. Like I would drop him like nine or something like that, but I guess like at that point doesn't really matter. Anyway, Derrick Henry, B. John Robinson, Tony Pollard. My personal list, I'm putting in, um, 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 God, how could I forget the name that fast? David Montgomery. David Montgomery. Travis Etienne, Josh Jacobs, and then, of course, uh, God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yes. Yes. So there's yes, too there's too are. many names, and then eventually like AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon. There's too many names, and then like keeping track of it is a little difficult. I'm almost also like Tyler Algier. He he shout out like he he could go on the top ten as well. Him and Bijan Robinson can like I you know what I'm taking out Derrick Henry off of the top ten, and I'm putting in uh, Tyler Algier. Both Bijan and Tyler Algier they're gonna be in the top ten again. That's a terrible call. No. Derrick Henry nope. is. Um very very good at football no yes he is but he also got out snapped last week and i would not be surprised if it happened again true mostly on those passing downs though. yes and i think they might lose the passing downs again to the chargers who are a very hot team i mean they lost but yep uh, i expect the chargers to win and then derrick henry get game scripted out again yeah fair enough my top 10 is mccaffrey chubb barkley henry robinson pollard I'm going to put in, as discussed, Najee Harris over Austin Eckler, only due to that injury. Travis Etienne, Josh Jacobs, and instead of Ken Walker, you've convinced me I'm going to go David Montgomery as well. Ooh, all righty. I think that's going to be a hot take of a couple lists right there. 
Should be interesting to take. Right. Should be interesting to keep track of. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely kick back to this list in the beginning of next week's episode to see how well or terrible that we did. Yeah, probably well. Probably well. Except me. I mean, right now, I'm either going to look like a genius or an idiot. <laughs> All right. Tyreek. Let's go, to, let's go to the wide receiver section real fast. Yes, let's do it. Tyreek Hill. Justin Jefferson. Jamar Chase at three. Even though um, Jamar Chase had the worst game of his career. Amon Ross St. Brown. Stephon Diggs. A.J. Brown at six. Calvin Ridley at seven. Chris Olave. You know, when Chris Olave went down, I immediately thought, Michael Thomas, wide receiver one, here we go. Uh, yep. But you know what? Good for him. He's back. He had a phenomenal game. Said Michael Thomas. Devontae Smith at nine. And Jalen Waddle at ten. What's crazy is Devontae Adams is at 11 right now. C.D. Lamb's also at 12. Keaton Allen and Matt Caff is 13 yep. and 14. Brandon Ayuk and T. Higgins, 15 and 16. Amari Cooper, 17. Garrett Wilson dropped all the way down to 18. I mean, granted, it's a bad matchup, but holy. What Aaron Rodgers does for you. All right, where, where, where do you, I'll let you start it off this time. I mean, you started it off last time as well, but so, who's taking you? Yeah, you're a gentleman. I'm going to put in my, I'm going to put in my locks in this top 10. Here. Okay. Justin Jefferson. Okay. Jamar Chase. Yes. I'm Monroe St. Brown. You're taking Tyreek Hill out? I'm taking Tyreek Hill okay. out. Okay. I just wanted to make that sure. Okay. Bear in mind, we've got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle both in the top 10 playing the Patriots, a team notoriously good at scheming, especially good at scheming against teams they come up multiple times a year. He's going to get Jonathan Jones and some safety help. And he's traditionally not been that good against the Patriots. Yes, he's Tyreek Hill. Yes, he can break off long plays, but I I don't see both him and Waddle being top 10 receivers. I could easily see Hill finishing as the low end of, of the top 10. But if you're expecting another 220 yards and two touchdowns, then you're full to yourself. Tyreek Hill is pretty good at football. This Patriots defense is fucking legit. They are legit. I mean, Patriots defense is always legit. Like, death taxes, Patriots defense being legit. So, I'm not, I'm, I'm not prepared at this stage okay. to do it. So, AJ Brown, I'm okay with Calvin Ridley. I don't love it, but I'm okay. He looked like a beast. He did. I like I like the homie Calvin, Calvin Ridley. And, and that's it. So, at this stage, I need to find four players. No, three players. I need to replace Tyreek Hill. Need to replace Devonta Smith. Need to replace Jalen Waddle. I'm also not convinced on Stefan Diggs, but the Raiders have no one in their secondary. Yeah, I think uh, this might be uh, one of those games where even Gabriel Davis does well, and then people put them in the starting lineups the following week, and then he drops another donut, and then people take him out of the starting lineups, and then it becomes a rinse and repeat. Yep. I am going to absolutely put in Brandon Ayuk for all the reasons we've already talked yes, about. Yes, I was just about to say that as well. Keep going. Or is that everybody? No, I've got to put two more okay, in. Okay, okay. I would like to say DK Metcalf against Detroit. I think that's going to be a shootout, which is obviously good for fantasy. Okay. I would like to say it because I have quite a lot of DK Metcalf. Yikes. And I have quite a lot of Geno Smith. Yikes. And I got them stacked together. Yikes. So It's a good stack. Detroit also... You know, they, they defeat, their defense was pretty good last week, but their strength is in their front, not the secondary. 
you know I love Mike Williams. Yeah, that's embarrassing. I'm not, I'm not putting him in the top. Uh, 10, you know, I was going to make a joke I'm, earlier, but you know what? I think you did it for me. <laughs> I'm inclined to put Michael Pittman, who had a long touchdown. Um, Anthony Richardson, I was impressed with. I think he's got all the the warts and all that we expected. But I think he also played better than expected. He played better than expected. He took a lot of hits. A lot of hits that he should not be taken. He, he has a very solid matchup going against the Houston Texans. Yep. I mean, he had 260 total yards, passing touchdown, rushing touchdown. I like. You know what I liked is they treated him like Jalen Hurts in the red zone. In the five-yard line, instead of handing the ball off to a running back, they, they just said, hey, you know what, just take it in yourself. Get, get yourself for some yep. fantasy points. And uh, in a league where I forgot to take a quarterback, uh, I put in um, Richardson. Richardson in, and uh, he actually did good. So uh, I am now a fan of the boy. There you go. I am going to stick with Tyreek Hill, but I'm not putting him as the out-and-out one. Yeah. I think he sneaks into the top. 10. Yes. So for me, of that list, uh, it's Jefferson Chase, St. Brown Diggs, Brown, Ridley, Ayuk, Olave, and Hill. Okay. And whoever I just said then would come up into it. Michael Pittman. All right. So I'm going to leave Tyreek Hill in the top ten. I think I don't think he's going to be the bona fide number one. You know, you know the problem is is Justin Jefferson's going against Philly, and then Jamar Chase is going against Baltimore. So that means Amon Ross yep. St. Brown against Seattle. So that means he would probably be my number one. Or Stephon Diggs at Las Vegas. Either one of those. A.J. Brown's going against Minnesota as yep. well. But, you know, I'm putting a Monroe St. Brown at number one. Stephon Diggs at number two. And then uh, Jefferson, three. Chase, four. And then let's go Tyreek Hill, five. AJ, actually, A.J. Brown, five. Tyreek Hill, six. A.J. Brown's going to have a big weight. Yeah, A.J. Brown, five. Tyreek Hill, six. Calvin Ridley, seven. Uh, Chris Olave, eight. Carolina, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'm going to take out Devontae Smith. I'm going to take out Jalen Waddle. I'm going to drop him out of the top 10. And then um, De- how could you take Devontae Adams out of the top 10? That's so. Yeah, we're, we're putting Devontae Adams in the top 10. <laughs> and I'll tell you who's not going in the top 10. Garbage dumpster fire of a Mike Williams. He's not going in the top 10. You know what? Let me, let me hear. Let me read you his report right here. The seventh-year wide receiver was ultimately disappointed in terms of fantasy output. Look for better days ahead to come from Williams going forward. I just want you to know that is his report every (laughs) week for the past seven years. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Not wrong. Yeah, I know I'm not wrong. I know. I know. I'm just a, I'm addicted to the yeah I, I tell I can I can tell you know some people like to pain and uh, some people like Mike Williams a little bit too much some people like Rashad Bateman on the Ravens a little too much some people like um um he whom I was trying to think of his he, name he I just didn't want to say it I was holding off he lined up in the backfield quite a few times for Carolina yeah had that work out for him. Yeah, I mean, the Panthers are shit. Exactly. So. He's, he's dog water. 
So some people hold on to him a little bit too much for no good reason whatsoever. And now there's Terrence Marshall. He's the next guy on the list of people who people should not be <laughs> holding on to for, for the life of them. You know, and at this point, I look at Twitter. And then I look at, oh, who are people hyping up now? And then I think, okay, well, I avoid this guy. Yep. So, Elijah, why is she, Yeah, you know, it's, it, it's often a smart strategy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's, God. All right, so Mike Williams, not going in the top ten. But I'll tell you who is. <laughs> the homie, Brandon Ayuk. He going in the top ten against the Rams. I mean, no yep. Jalen Ramsey, no real secondary. Aaron Donald might be there, but he never has a good game against the Niners. Brandon Ayuk is going to eat. Even Debo Samuel is going to eat. I, I I could even justify putting Debo Samuel in the top ten. But now I'm going to put the homie yep. Brandon Ayuk because he's going to score two touchdowns once again and put himself in the top ten. So him and Devontae Adams sneaking on the list. I could sit there and tell you the rearranged top ten, but it doesn't really matter. They're in the top ten. I like it. I like it. I think that's a pretty good top ten. Yes. I think uh, receivers, it's a little bit harder to predict top, t- predict top 10. I think with running back, you can kind of slide in and out easier you just due to matchups and how the team is expected to perform. But wide receivers, a little bit more yep. difficult. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of names, I think, that like C.D. Lamb CD's nuts. could potentially be in the top 10. Yeah. But he, he's going to get um, Sauce Gardner this week, which could potentially limit his upside. So. I mean, he's still starting him. Yeah, oh yeah. But don't be surprised if he's you know, mid. A little bit. Yeah, I would still expect at worst from CDLM is like five catches for 60 yards. At that point, like, okay, half point PPR, you're looking at eight fantasy points, but it's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Would you, All right. you want to start us off? You ready for the, I was going to say, you ready for the two minutes? Hit drill? me with it. Uh, let me get my timer up for those of you who don't uh, know or those of us who knew for this season the two minute drill we each have two minutes to talk about everything we want to talk about in the week coming up games we're excited to watch players we're excited to watch players for you to avoid players we're going to start it's anything and everything for the course of two minutes and I need to split that into a second window so I can see it first of all correct and then I will get rolling with the two minutes. Skill issue. Right, first and foremost, I am super duper uber excited to watch the Kansas City Chiefs at the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday. Chiefs got off to a rough start against the Lions and the Jags looked really good in their win. I am excited to see how Calvin Ridley goes. I'm excited to see if Mahomes can bounce back I'm excited to see if Kelsey can play. I think this is going to be a really high-scoring game with a lot of fantasy points. Game without a lot of fantasy points, the Washington Commanders at the Denver Broncos. I will certainly not be watching that. In fact, the glimpses I catch on Red Zone will be more than enough for me to see of those two teams who I think are going absolutely nowhere and probable graveyards for fantasy. I was interested to see... Russell Wilson did play better. He did look better. And maybe we'll have Jerry Judy back this week as well. I think it's interesting that they are playing two Monday night games. They are hiding the Saints and Panthers a little bit earlier than the Browns and the Steelers. No real takes there. Just thought it was interesting. Colts and Texans. We already talked about Anthony Richardson. We already talked about Michael Pittman. I am okay with starting all of those. Likewise, I'm okay with starting everyone in the Seattle and Detroit game. That is going to be a fantasy point Bonanza, we talked about 
um, Amon Ra St. Brown possibly being the wide receiver one this week. He looks every bit as good as he has previously. I like DK Metcalf to blow the top off the defense a bit this year and hope uh, this week. Hopefully, it's a bit of a knockdown slug him out match. Last but not least, Sunday night football, Miami Dolphins at New England Patriots. This is a must win for the Patriots. They should have beaten the Eagles to go 0-2. Hopefully, I mean, they'll get a win against the Jets next week, but uh, the Dolphins looked brilliant in their game against the Chargers. That was a hell of a fun game. I think the Patriots put the clamps on them, so good night, Tyreek Hill. Good night, Jalen Waddle, and sleep tight, Tua. All right. We're back on my... Let me start the counter real fast. Boom. I'm going to start it off with the Green Bay Packers and the Atlanta Falcons. One, I could think it's going to be a game. Two, I want to have a mini rant of how does the Packers always have a all-pro Hall of Fame career quarterback? I mean, Jordan Love, 250 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. It's just not fair. Like, every team dreams of having a pretty good quarterback. And now, all of a sudden, the Packers go from Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. I mean, it's a little early for Jordan Love, but he looks good. He Those with anticipation, those with anticipation has a good scheme, got weapons around him, decent O-line, good running backs. It's frustrating to see it once again, only to lose to the Niners in the playoffs. So. The Falcons should be a good one just because I want to see the running attack and how it is split up and divided between the two running backs. I want to see Kenny, uh, Drake London drop another donut just for the giggles. I want to see Kyle Pitts do nothing because that's what is absolutely going to happen. I mean, the Packers with quarterbacks, it's like, okay, death tackers, pa- Packers with good quarterback, death taxes, Steelers draft a Hall of Fame wide receiver, death taxes, Niners have an elite uh, middle linebacker, death taxes, Patriots have an elite defense. It, it, it's stupid. Every team is known for something like that, and uh, the pa- the Packers just somehow always have an elite quarterback. Anyway, Bills and Raiders, I think this is going to be a sneaky fun game. I think this is going to be a really good one. I think it's going to be a high-shooting one because, one, Jimmy G just finds a way to win. He just does it with the Niners and with the Patriots, and everyone said, oh, it's a system, it's a fluke, and then he goes to the Raiders, beats the Broncos, and all of a sudden, you know, people want to put some respect on his name but shout out to garoppolo because he got injured for a play and i sat there laughing going oh well congratulations you dealt with what we did but the buffalo bills should handle this game handedly with a nice high scoring affair now of course you talked about a majority of the other games i want to talk about the bears and buccaneers why because i think these are two horrible teams and i really hope red zone doesn't show anything about them but of course justin fields is going to be the guy you want to start dj Moore. if you feel like losing your fantasy week please put him in your fantasy lineup on the buccaneer side i think it's safe to say mike evans chris godwin are respectable wide receivers and you should put them in your starting lineup at this point whether it's the wide receiver two three or the flex spot got to find a way to put them in other than that i really hope i really hope the giants and cardinals is a phenomenal game i think like these two teams might be playing each other in the super bowl they might be both in the nfc but i am (laughs) fairly confident the nfl will change rules to make sure that they play each other in the super bowl i can't wait for this game i can't wait for the like the giants to win by 40 to 0 because they just did they just got dunked on by the Cowboys but it's not going to happen to the Cardinals cuz the Cardinals are another Super Bowl bound team. I can't wait for it. Other than that, that's my 2 minutes that I think wrapped on a 3, but close enough. It's a weird take. Weird take on the Giants and Cardinals. It's there. a good one. Yeah, that is that is an interesting situation that game. I think Saquon Barkley is going to light it up. 
Have you got a prognostication for That's us? That's a tough one. No, please go first. I've been going first for everything tonight. Or today, whenever we are recording this episode. I usually come first, so this is nice for a change. <laughs> I am going to say that Amonra St. Brown has 200 yards and two touchdowns. That's not a hot take. Isn't it? No. Okay, I'm going to go with Amonra St. Brown and DK Metcalf Ooh. combined for 350 okay. yards and four touchdowns. I like that one. That's a good one right there. I like that. All right, I'm going to go Deshaun Watson and Bryce Young. Both put up 30 fantasy points each. Wow. Wow. That's a weird combination to put together as well. Yeah, because I just don't think they can do it, so it would be cool to see them do it fair i'm okay with that as uh i'm okay with that as logic mm-hmm. thank you thank you thank you you know i ha- I have that kind of logic from time to time <laughs> or a lot so i have three goals in life one win fantasy football two retire by the age of 35 it's not looking good but you know one can dream three tight ends get eliminated in fantasy football <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's what I'm just going to advocate from now on. It, whenever you hear me talk, it's going to somehow roll back around to fan, to tight ends getting eliminated. I think it's stupid at this point. But anyway, that's just me. But of course, this is going to wrap up this legendary episode. Sheehan, where can everybody find you? Find me on X. I'm at Sheehan Solo. You can find me on TikTok. I'm at Sheehan Solo. You can listen to me on the Screen Pass podcast. We dropped a new episode last week. That is a show where we talk about football movies and books TV shows and it's a lot of fun damn straight you can find me at top tier tactics underscore on X or Twitter if you never updated the app like I never did get wrecked Elon <laughs> but hey, hey you know what if you agree with the tight ends take like hey, you let me know you don't disagree or you do disagree and you somehow have a counter argument that makes sense I doubt it but if you do you can let me know and we could debate and I can tell you why you're wrong but other than that hey Good luck, everybody. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for all today.